Nerd Morning, everyone. My name is Jeremy. This is Joseph. Hey. And this is the Nerd Morning Show where we talk about comics, books, movies, video games, and more. And we've been going through a big deep dive through the book series, Wheel of Time, and the Wheel of Time TV series has started. And initially, like, what the heck? There's some <laughs> very interesting choices that I've been making. Uh, I personally really enjoyed the experience, but I had to go, okay, this is a totally different spinning of the wheel in right. order for me to be able to have a fun time. And for people who haven't read any of the books, I think they're going to go into this. They're not going to know. Right, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh -huh. And so I had to, to be able to judge this in one, in its terms of adaptation, but two, just as in terms of its own integrity, its own experience, and being able to separate those things out, um, I think is really important in order to be able to really look and see about what they're doing. Right. Yeah. If you look at it in that perspective, some they're they're taking the concepts and the main story idea yeah and they're telling it uh, either from the perspective of a new turning of the wheel or just straight up adaptation yeah if you keep that in mind some of the differences and some of them are huge right are a lot easier to to swallow some uh -huh. purists are you know turning over in their graves so to speak right totally yeah but i i honestly wasn't jarred so much that i'm unwilling to continue i right. i really yeah. am fine with it so. yeah i i can i had fun um i think that there are significant things that were big issues that uh, i feel like are worthwhile talking about and then there were some changes and adjustments that i think were really really smart and clever um one of the things that i think of when in terms of adaptation shifts and changes is like the lord of the rings is a really good thing to turn to because there yeah. are very big changes to the movies as um, in comparison to the books um, there are things that are some of people's favorites like Tom Bombadil is a really good example right yeah. cool scene uh, awesome stuff out. yeah uh -huh. doesn't isn't in there at all uh, other things right. is like the battles in the books they're tiny in really in comparison like the battle of helm's deep and they're like uh -huh. oh i got i got like 30 some odd people and you're like that's it that's all you did when you're uh -huh. seeing them like knocking arrows like a million yeah. times right? um but in the book it makes sense those numbers in the um in the you know the battle of helm's deep is relatively small but in the in the movie it's huge it's probably one of the right? biggest fights it's the last have. third of the movie yeah, yeah. um and this type of thing is 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 going to happen when you have an adaptation and right um, literature to a visual media yeah yeah um other things that are really significant in this adaptation is they're trying to be able to do the whole book in eight um episodes eight episodes yeah that's and crazy while the wheel, the eye of the world is probably the most likely to succeed with mm -hmm. this because it is that traditional, you know, all right, we got to leave here and go and not die and then go save the world. That, that yeah. story has been told so many times. We're so familiar with it. it it's easy enough to just kind of roll with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think we got a pretty good preface here overview, kind of how to approach this experience. Um, let's dive warning. in. Yes, spoilers are going to be happening. We're definitely going in. All right. Yeah. So the first episode was leave taking, uh, which I think is a very good chapter name for this yep. for the episode. Um, and oh, I don't know exactly where originally, to like, start. If, with if all I this. remember originally, it was titled um, Winter Night. Uh-huh. If I remember way back when they started production. Okay. Um, so interesting that they changed that name. Yeah. But it, it does really fit better because they're, they don't really talk about the, the larger experience of winter night that we get in the book. Mm-hmm. So leave taking as the title does make more sense. Yeah. So, um, but I have to say one of the things I feel like they won really well with this episode is they kind of tied in the cultural experience and the celebration to the religion system of the wheel. Um, yeah, and they, they gave they a good built, introduction. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I feel like they interwove, interwove those two ideas better than I think the, um, the books do initially. At least, certainly at um, the beginning, yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. you get more and more and more and more. And one of the things that you have to do is you have to hit an idea and hit it fast and really hard. Right? And you only have so much time. Exactly. Yeah. And you, yep. um, with that, they had to be able to also adjust different things with the characters in order to be able to help you get them uh, quickly. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to jump right into that. Some of the things that they did with some of these big <laughs> characters that we love. Um, okay, so first off, just performance-wise, I'm going to just start with uh, Moraine. She has been uh, touted as the flagship character for the first yep. season. Um, and Rosamund Pike did a phenomenal performance. Oh, I totally. really, really, really was pleased yep. with that. I, I, I see Moraine in her. Yeah. Love it. Same with Lamb. Oh, he does such a good job as well. Way, way cool. Yeah, seriously. Um, The introduction, the first moment we get to have them coming in, you definitely uh, have less mysticism with the Aes Sedai, but you have the same similar like reverence and fear, I feel like they carried that over pretty well. Um, And I, I liked what they did that. The magic wielding was interesting because... Um, it being something that you could not physically see in the books, yeah, um, right. you can't do that because I can imagine the energies being uh-huh. ethereal in a book, right? That totally works in yeah. a show that does not work, that's not allowed. You can't right. have this ethereal type thing, you have to see it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that they talk about movements in the um in the books um yeah. like the, the uh how the i said i have certain like i kind of like hand motions is kind of more how i felt it to be i mean these yeah. aren't necessarily like Not the like so hand broad, combos things that they're doing yeah. in like naruto where they're like seriously like making like chakra positions and stuff which are really really cool but it's kind of i kind of felt yeah. like more of us kind of yeah. like a flowy of the hand kind of a thing yeah there's you know? a lot more um but 
but she like sweeps her arms it's huge (laughs) motions and i wasn't prepared for that visual uh dance of uh this it kind of made me think of like bending with like avatar um and i it it works it totally works and i think it looked really pretty um but it was bigger than i imagined um And they did a little bit of tying into the importance of the hands, mm. whether trying to follow the same lines as the books or not, where they, in the books, they use the hand motions purely because that's how they learn it. Yeah. So it just becomes ingrained. Yeah. But where the white cloaks have the one I said I at the beginning and the hands are cut off, mm-hmm. kind of giving that illustration that they need their hands to do magic. Yeah what level that is right they're trying to tear it tight together yeah it it was a really well done way to show here's here's how they're burning this witch at the stake right cut off her hands so she's safe Uh, yeah so yeah Um, interesting it's it is interesting um essentially in the books if you could think you could Mm -hmm. channel Right. And it might be harder if you were bound. But if you could think, you could channel. And that, yeah. I think, was a big difference. I mean, they, they could have put Fork Root in her, right? The, that, that could have been an easy fix for that one scene moment to, to make it so right. we don't know. And, and uh, you know, you could headcanon that out if you, if you wanted to. Sure. Um, That's how they caught her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she but. can't channel right now because she's got fork root in her. We've chopped off her hands. She's not getting like nothing's going to happen. Yeah, right. Um, well, the other big characters are obviously the the chosen five in this rather than the chosen right. three. Well, um, interesting. Yeah, um, I think uh-huh. that the significance of the dragon reborn being male and being part of the curse of the male channeling and like all of that really is significant to the mythos and that does pull that down a little bit in the significance and richness i think of some of the mythology and lore um but one of the things that i experienced the very first time i read the will of times uh first book eye of the storm or eye of the world um i was like okay we've got these three main boys and then we've got these couple of side characters and when i read through the rest of the series i'm like oh no they weren't side characters at all they were main characters and um my perspective of fantasy in the past before I had read that as well as how we're talking about these Taviran three really pushed that idea initially. But one of the things I think that they wanted to make sure that they could do for the audience in uh, general was these, all of these characters are going to be right. important and significant. Yeah. And establishing I that, like that right. makes sense. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah so those are some of my thoughts on some of those those things right there yeah rand not too different Mm -hmm. really Egwene, not too different Mm -hmm. um at least you know the starting points nuances but nothing naive not too different matt himself not too different 
And that's one that I was kind of like, how are they going right? to do Matt? And yeah. I think they're doing a good job portraying Matt, who's, he's not a loafer. He'll do his jobs and he'll do what he needs to and get it done. But they're kind of portraying if he can get out of a little work. Yeah, yeah. They show his golden heart so well. That the, was the a difference how they put thing. together his family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this was so, a moment that was a big win for yeah. for the writing was with Matt. Um, one of the things that they definitely did is like this was a kind of like a kind of I felt like in the book like a really Puritan society sexual promiscuity things like that were very very taboo in the books and it seems yep. like it's a far more liberal loose experience here which i i kind of I, it's okay adaptation wise um with that though they really were able to play into matt and his family dynamic which uh-huh. helped him um uh, really build out his character in, and especially sh- show his like shining good heart, um, right. which is so important, particularly it's, we need yeah. to see that before we see him be all rebellious and uh, everything else that well, he can potentially do. by the dagger. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we need that contrast to yeah, understand there's, there's, what the dagger does. Yeah. There's this co- um, uh, concept called save the cat. And it's this idea that if you're going to have a character that's extremely flawed, you have to have them do something that you can love them through the journey for. So you got this guy yeah. and he's a jerk and he's horrible or whatever. Have him save a cat and care about that cat. And then you go, oh, but he's horrible, but he loves this cat. And so he's not all that yeah. bad. And they yeah. had really to be able to establish that, I think, well in the in the show and they did a great job with some of those shifts and changes for that so far so far it's great totally yep um the one that was the biggest change the absolute biggest was with Perrin. yes um right i get what they were trying to do but i'm gonna call yes fail here on this one um, I, I'm on the fence, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. So um, they kind of made him, or one of the things that's really, really fun is that in the books, they all don't get girls and they all think everyone else get girls, right? <laughs> right. This kind of slightly negated that experience because Perrin is married. Yeah. But also, this is a big writing no no for me is fridging. Do you know this term, fridging? Uh, kind of help me okay yeah clarify. yeah um yeah. this is so this is a writing concept where you create a female character for the intent purpose of killing her in uh, order to yeah. motivate a male story arc and it is been something called out and it's problematic and it's not that um you can't have that type of character um having yeah, or that losing a loved one well. is sure. a really really powerful motivating for a character one of the yep. big issues that we have in the like fridging writing trope is that it's always women it's always two two men and it and makes it so we have these characters that are throwaway characters where there should have been value now this is an perfect example of a problematic fridging thing because literally she was not in the books at all right no 
He was created Never. just no. to be killed into a single episode to create no. trauma for this character. That is so problematic. And they <laughs> did not do that well. I just, they, I don't think yeah. that, that was the right way to go about that. Now, I get what they were trying to do. You have to right. be able to establish that Perrin is strong and that he struggles with violence and that you have this wrestle for him. And they had to be able to give that to us in a very clear way. And that's right. why they chose to do that. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm on the fence with it is because even though it's a trope, even though sometimes it's a shortcut, mm-hmm. I think it will succeed in showing us parents' kind heart, mm-hmm. um, his desire to not do violence. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will have different motivation, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think it will be effective in portraying that aspect of his character. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. To yeah. do I, I agree just, that it is going to do all of yeah. those things. And they had to be able to do that fast and very visceral. And yeah. so it hit all of the points. But I, I, I'm going to say it was the wrong way to go about it. But they That's did fair. it. But like, yeah. it did everything that they needed it to do. Um, right. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I think their um, lighting ceremony that they had with the candles and all of the other festivities was really interesting. Light? That was um, fun. And it, getting to see um, uh, Egwene kind of gaining her rite of passage experience was also uh-huh. really fascinating to see. Um, yeah, usually we hear of great warriors going through that type of a rite of passage. It's yeah. I can't think of any other story right off that has a female rite of passage that is that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, the um, more of a ceremonial or a welcoming in, like braiding the hair, that's done all the time. But yeah, you are going to face something potentially life threatening now. Right, it's rare to have women do that. So I that was an interesting. I, I thought it was really yeah. cool, and it made it uh, one of the things is in the book we need we know that the women's circle are a power to behold in this yes. town. The despite how much the men think they're in charge, <laughs> they are not, and right. um, I feel like it helped illustrate that without spending time on that because we leave relatively quickly right and boom they're gone right um okay trollocs what did you think love them honestly like in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. they're better than my head cannon okay i i just think they're put together so well the wolf-like ones will sometimes run on all fours which was super cool the goat-like ones are are all ram-like yeah i think they did a really good job portraying the monster yeah that is a trollic yeah i think that I loved the design. I think the look, the, how the tusks and all those other types of other elements that they implemented and how there was a variety as well, which mm-hmm. was really, really cool. And also fits perfectly with the whole um, Trolloc element. Um, well, I feel like 
the costuming it kind of felt like they were wearing a mask rather than they were that some creature. Points. Um, yeah, some and I, a yep. couple of moments where I was like, ah, ah, ah. but I mean, I don't know. That's just me being nitpicky here. They did the job and mm-hmm. it, it was cool. It was what I wanted a trolley to look like. So no complaints, right. no real, no real right. um, complaints here. Um, uh, well, they, so like we get them and they head off and she goes right out of the gate and says, one of you guys is the dragon reborn. That is very yeah, that's different. That's very different. This yes. was her secret she was holding off on till the end of book one. And right. here we're getting this at the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, again, you have to be able to hook a big audience and tell them you're sticking around for next week or that kind yeah. of a thing, right? So you have to hook them and setting up the Dragon Reborn as heavily as they did, I think was necessary for uh-huh. this volume of the audience they have to try yeah. to attract they needed to in a get show. It going yeah they needed to set the stage here's what's going on go yeah yeah and this whole season is going to be the who is it and it's going to be who is it out of the five people yeah um even though i think it's obvious that Nynaeve couldn't be in the running but she's grouped in there in the writing yeah um, the emmonsfield five if anyone googles emmonsfield five that's the list yeah. of characters they're gonna get yeah so. um but Nynaeve, they talk about her uh they kind of age shifted her a little bit with everyone else um a little bit but, uh, but the least though out of that and everyone else is supposed to be like they were like, she's like, oh, they, this one was days off from another person that they were thinking could potentially have been the dragon. And so she's got like a pretty dialed in thing. And then yeah. Nynaeve is like several years off from that mark. And so True. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. uh, this logic doesn't line up here. <laughs> but again, what yeah. we're trying to do is say these five characters are real important and they're doing it. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they head off. They know kind of what's going on. Um, how do you feel about their journey experience so far? Because it is pretty different, but that also hits a lot of the bells that I'm looking for. Yeah, so. it, it really does. They, you know, they 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 do the ferry. They um, they get to Shadow Logoth. They get split up, right? Which is basically where we are. Where we are now those main elements are good they're there they're fast Mm -hmm. um the wolves part uh with when they meet the tinkers and there's no elias i'm like but 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 right (laughs) i i want elias (laughs) yeah so um but the tinkers i think were were done mostly well Mm -hmm. yeah i i there's no neon, <laughs> the, right? You know, right. These are colors, and they're far more the subdued. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's oh. it's not the bright colors everywhere. Yeah. Um. This okay. is not the costuming uh, foul that I ha- I have concerns with, though. This oh, one okay, I'm okay me. with. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm like okay, those could have been brighter. I had that thought while I was going, but they kind of like yeah. they're multicolored and stuff. Um, the one is when we hit to episode three. I was like, 
where okay uh where like i feel like alexander um william william um uh, the actor who played tom maryland did a good job so far ah. i feel like um he yes. was less debonair less charming than i think tom maryland supposed to be tom maryland i should be looking at him going wow you are like a different type of human right right you don't fit in necessarily and, and i felt like if he he could have blend blended in with everyone else in that town um yeah. and the big thing that i was like what the heck was where is his cloak Oh, yes. that it was the such a cloak. big thing for him in a, as a character yeah. and he has a pretty cool looking coat but i was like no there's the patched cloak right you you didn't have him for the rest of the journey i get it you can only introduce so many characters right that kind of um, works sure uh-huh. i understood that you you had to be able to divvy some of these characters out just for timing and pacing and you could only do so much with so many characters in so much time i'm there i was totally fine with that but what <laughs> the heck Give me that patchwork <laughs> cloak. Honestly, that might have been my number one complaint of the entire show so far. Right. Out of I, I kind of wonder. I kind of wonder if this one's going to be big enough that you know, Rafe Jenkins is going to have to be like, "I'm sorry, guys. We'll bring in the cloak for season two. Because right? I'm just like Tom. This is to me. Yeah. That's a huge thing, and I think that it's an easy thing it's not something that right. they were like right. with with uh like uh with moraine they're like we're gonna have to injure her and we're gonna do this differently uh-huh. i'm like okay it's different it worked right it is totally mm-hmm. different but i get the story that makes sense for t- yep. for tom Marilyn, like i don't know yeah even I if you know. even keeping the attitude he has now but missing the cloak yep yep because that I'm just with you on that one it just that yep. was the only everything else i'm like huh that's an interesting costuming choice oh that's an interesting costume choice but like i'm fine with it it's cool i'm right? hoping that there's okay. some people who do some randall thor costumes you know this next oh yeah we're definitely you know, gonna get it con. Oh, yeah. i i've oh. wanted to do one for years now but it'll now have to be like affected <laughs> by this to some degree um yep. but uh one of the things that was like ah oh, come on that was, I, yep. dare I say, my biggest complaint of the entire <laughs> thing. That's fair. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I, I I talked with um, a few other people a little bit, kind of like, oh, hey, you know, what are your thoughts? And some people who haven't seen anything, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. I'm so fanning over this. And I'm like, awesome. Read the books, too. You're going to love them as well. And they're like, right? I'm loving how this is going to bring in new readers and things like that. Um, I had some people that I said, I could not finish it. I couldn't <laughs> do it. And I'm like, that's okay. You know, that's fair. Sure. Um, but the one that I spot those like was with with when Tom showed up, they're like, I nope, I can't, I can't. Um, and I just think I didn't maybe fully realize how much I love Tom Marilyn as a character. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think in terms of adaptation that I think is significant and interesting is like I watched some Cowboy Bebop, which released in the exact same day as uh-huh. this, and that's been adapt- adapted. You know, it's a uh, manga became a anime and now live action and infamous um, are the live action adaptations of right. Anime. 
And I'm so, like, wow, they made some uh-huh. really interesting changes here. But I was like, oh, I like how they introduced this character here instead of later. Or ah, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I think it was interesting because I feel like I'm less <laughs> emotionally attached to that story. And so when okay, I saw yeah. some changes, I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Here, I'm very emotionally <laughs> attached. And so nitpicking is very easy to do when you're so attached to the source material. And I think yeah. that was really interesting for me to realize in the comparison of the exact same day, because I'm like, okay, is this me loving the source material too much and not giving this a chance? And I had to look at that and I had to say, yeah, probably for multiple things. And um, it's fair. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was interesting that way. Um, what other like, thoughts story-wise, character-wise I, I, um, going on from here? I liked how they delayed Nynaeve, carried away, thought mm-hmm. she's dead, mm-hmm. but she slays her first Trolloc. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's why she's behind everyone. I loved how she snuck up on Lan. Yes, that that's true to form. Love that. Um, her her um, malice towards um, uh, Moraine uh-huh. is palpable. Uh-huh. But in the end, she's still naive. Okay, if I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to take care of you. Right. 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 Um, uh, I loved how they put that together and her just where are my my family my mm-hmm. people from my town that I take care of uh, hunting that down I think that was done so well yeah. for adapting it to this uh, version of the story mm-hmm. Uh well done it, it tells us a lot about naive it shows her inner grit really totally. well yeah um i i say, I say everything they've done with naive so far i'm like slam duck i'm loving it um also her having quite the substantial braid has been very good and we got yep. to see her being dragged by the braid and i've seen people uh-huh. post memes and things about how powerful her braid must be and i'm like i've seen other people going wow i mean it's it's, it's been exercised she tugs it a lot you know and things like that <laughs> are, are, are feeding uh-huh. it in and also when she gets like yeah. she goes and he's like oh you're going to kill me people are like oh and i like i saw someone posting and i'm like this is the moment that he falls in love and you know right you know and it is Seriously. If not love, he certainly took notice of her. Right, right. There is a tension (laughs) right here. And I think that was super cool and fun. Yeah. Um, Other things that I have to say were awesome is uh, when they're in the city um, as they're heading out um, in Shadowlogoth, which they they were pronouncing things way whack. Right. That's like, that's, I mean, okay. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah it, that yeah. that aside, oh my gosh, that city was incredible. They did such a good job, uh, Mashadar. Oh, oh my gosh! Honestly, that was better yeah. there than it was in my imagination while I read the book. <laughs> they did better than than I think the book did in that regard. Right. So that yep. was they gave it they gave it terror, and they had to run and. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was so well done. It was it was incredible. Um that was just 
it was incredible. And getting them separated right there through that situation fit mm-hmm. really well. Right, um, worked great. And how they all seem to have separated, it felt very organic. So I thought that was a totally. great, great thing. Um, uh, there were a couple of other things that I'm like, wow, you nailed this, you nailed this. Um, I think that one of the things that was really good and helpful and smart is even though an Aes Sedai doesn't have to wear the colors of their uh, Aja, they have everyone sense. dressing in the colors of their Aja. And yep. um, it really is helpful because getting Ajas through this series is going to take a little bit of a learning curve for people. Yeah. Um, and who's who is just going to get helped by this. Um, yes. You know, comic Visually, books, no complaints. Comic yeah. books are like, we, we've got to make them bright, crazy colors so you can tell which characters apart from the other one. And obviously in, in shows, we'd have to do a little bit less work of that. But just being able to identify yeah. the coloring of their Ajas by the, their wardrobe, I think is going to really help the viewership get and grasp that concept quickly enough. And that's going to help out a lot. So that yeah. was, I think, really, really, really good. Um, moving forward, what are you thinking? I'm thinking next episode is when everyone makes it to Camelon mm-hmm. by the end, right? Uh, I kind of foresee... Uh, Moraine and company joining that group of Aes Sedai with Loghain mm-hmm. and arriving at Camelin. Uh, we'll get Matt and Rand hitting one other or two other towns along with Tom. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like we're not going to get um, uh, the spray and uh, oh, what's the captain's name of the spray? Oh, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. there are over 5,000 characters in the books. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he, anyway, he returns repeatedly and we might get him, you we, know, later might in the story. Might not. Um, yeah, however that works out. But it looks like we're, we'll probably have them visit one more town or so. Tom will get split off, um, uh-huh. hopefully, um, in, in a similar way uh, with the Fae. Yeah. And then they'll all get back together at the end of the next episode. That's kind of where yeah. I see that going, it might go one more beyond that. But yeah, the yeah. the next episode is called "The Dragon Reborn." That is the next t- episode title. Okay, and I'm like, hmm, because this should be like the Eye of the World is the title for the last ep- episode, which makes sense. Yeah, but I would expect that to be where the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. episode title would maybe go if it wasn't the eye of the yeah. world all right well then maybe next episode is where we get the history maybe, maybe. learn about maybe uh, the dragon and uh loose there and telemon which would be interesting yeah. um but so, i'm like I, that I is we'll a see. curious title um right? ultimately it looks like throughout this season we're going to be getting to where we need to be we're not yeah. necessarily going to be getting there the way that we got there through the books. True. And True. so they may skip Camelot altogether, which would be sad. Oh, they might gosh. just go straight to the White Tower, but <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, it seems like they're far more committed to going to the White Tower than I always felt like they ever were in the book. 
right? Especially Rand. He yeah. he definitely drug his feet a lot more in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like he had this interesting outburst, which was kind of a foreshadowing to his uh, gone crazy, you know, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I like go through like the who are the characters of this um, of this show, I've got we've got um, loyal cast. Um, yep. we've got, you know, obviously Pot and Thane, which was interesting. We only saw him for just we a second, but I thought he, he did a great job. Um, yep. Swan yep. is going to be, you know, in this, um, we've got, uh, other type of characters that honestly, like, I don't really, like, really necessarily recognize, um, as being significant characters, but I have nobody listed for Camelin. Um, no, oh, we don't have Elaine or the Queen. Not that oh. I have seen on the lists that I have read. And Interesting. We might I not get think, Elaine until the second season. But uh, I think there are, to me, like three big, big parts of this book. I think it's we have the two rivers, we have Shadow Logoth, we have Camelin. And then we have obviously like the border. Wrap it up. Right. Um, But like, I think Camelin is the most significant location that we spend time with outside of like the foundational experience. So I'm hoping. Loyal and. Yeah, Loyal's here. Loyal's here. Um, um, We get. Um, we get Elmindrida Farsha here. Oh, good. Um, I was wondering where um, was. <laughs> which, like, so that's great. Um, we've got, got these other people that I'm seeing as being there. Um, but I don't see we got um Alana who's going to be here. Um, said I, so that's cool. But I don't see in this character listing, um, oh, uh, um, Elaine. Or oh. her mother, and anything like that, and I'm All like, right. what's, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, because they they might skip the ways even then. I don't know. We well, actually, I, actually no, oh. I don't think so. Episode seven, the dark along the waves. Ah, okay. Um, but so episode will still lead them through the waves. Yep. But... but they might be trying to go. Instead of the Camelin to Tarvalin. And we might get a Tarvalin experience rather than a Camelin experience because episode six yeah. is the Flame of Tar- Tarvalin. And I, I, I think you're right. That's that probably the sense. path that we're going to head. And oh. I don't know. I think that's really, really weird. Right? Uh, hopefully, it's oh. a great experience, but that is different. That is different. Yes. Yeah, um, I think it's one thing that's interesting is like for Rosamund Pike, um, who plays Moraine, she recently did a re-recording of, of an audio version of The Eye of the World. Um, oh. So for fun. audio listeners, um, that you know could be a fun, interesting new experience. Um, right. Uh, I I personally absolutely love the. Um, those who had done the recordings Michael before. Kramer and Kate Redding they are the champions of audiobooks yes. they're amazing yes. um, <laughs> um, there are several other ones that I absolutely love too but like like they just do a slam dunk job anyways I just think that's so interesting for her because she is involved in this experience of I've the world yeah. 
um, as a show. And then she read it like as a, you know, project wise. So she's been involved with like a, mm-hmm. the production of two different versions of this story. And I would love to sit down at her and be like, well, what do you think about this adaptation? Because you've been exposed to both right, right you here. You get it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I bet she's really, really pleased with, you know, obviously the, the project that she's been involved with this so far this way. Um, oh, yeah. But I can see that if we don't make it to Camelin, that the book readers are going to go nuts. Right. I predict that. And um, <laughs> that's just potentially what we're going to be having and it is what it is here we go here we yep. go um overall again i have been having fun this like, is um one of the things that the, in book two particularly we learn about like the multiverse of the will of time right. there are times when Rand doesn't even leave the two rivers right there are all these other variations and so yep. in my head this is one of those other realities right. it's a different um, possibility and we talk about very openly those other possibilities in the book so yeah. for us to have an experience of an other possibility that's cool right put it in that lane and enjoy <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. Wow. Any last minute thoughts for you, Joseph? Uh, I'm excited for Friday to get the next episode. Me too. The Dragon Reborn, (laughs) the next episode. (laughs) Way good. Well, thank you so much. And for you guys, if you're big Wheel of Time fans, if you're just brand new, let us know what you think about the show so far and how maybe your background has affected your opinion. Because... Um, I feel like going into this as someone who had never read any of the books is going to be very different than someone who's read oh, all of the yeah. books five times. So um, that I would love to hear your ideas. Also, like, you know, if you think that we you agree with us on any of our opinions or disagree, let us know. We'd love to be able to hear and be able to enter into that type of dialogue with you. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and listening and uh, we'll be able to catch you guys next time for another video. Uh, you can quickly, uh, you can find more Nerd Morning content at nerdmorning.com slash links on places like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. They're also there at Nerd Morning. And Joseph, how, where's a good place for people to find you? I'm most active on Instagram right now at nerd3dprinting. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.